Our New Testament lesson is going to come from the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 3, we'll start with the second half of verse 4 and then continue into verse 14. Philippians chapter 4, I'm sorry, chapter 3, starting with the second half of verse 4 and then continuing into verse 14. If anyone has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew, born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and regard them as rubbish in order that I might gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already attained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining towards what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call in Christ Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm going to let you in on a little secret, one that might be difficult for you to understand, one that you may not believe, one that you will doubt, one that will make you think can't be right, but it's one that is true, uh, one that is completely true, uh, and you, you will doubt the veracity of this claim when I tell it to you, but it is true. Being married to me is not easy. <laughs> And if ever uh, anyone ever deserved a fast pass into heaven like you get at Disney World, it's my wife, Holly. Because being married to me is, uh, is, is, is quite a challenging endeavor. Uh, I am the, making her a much holier person because being married to me requires a lot of prayer. You know, many of us do spiritual gift inventories. You're probably familiar with spiritual gift inventories. We all have spiritual gifts, things that we do that are gifts that we have, skills that we have, things given to us by God that when we do them uh, and in doing them, we, uh, we feel God's glory. 
We just know that these things that we do were given to us by God, and there's a special giftedness, a special power, a special peace that comes in our life whenever we're faithful in these areas. It's always best for us to serve God out of our spiritual gifts, not out of a have to. So when, if I ever do a spiritual gift inventory, I know what my spiritual gift is. I am gifted with a spiritual gift of aggravation. I'm really good at aggravating people. Amen, Tim? He says amen. He says amen. So that's one of my gifts. I'm good at aggravating people, particularly those that I love, like my wife and my kids, those that I work with. It is, it is y'all not to be cocky. I'm good at it. I'm good at aggravating people. It's just one of the things the Lord's given me the ability to do. So I just, I delight in it. And so we had a situation in our home last week. We have, we have an Alexa, an Amazon Echo, one of those little Alexa things. We have one of those. And, I, and basically our questions we ask Alexa are pretty much the same. Alexa, what's the weather today? You know, and uh, the weather's this, you know. Sometimes we, like last night, we were having a, a, a deep family situation we had to figure out. So we asked Alexa how old Chewbacca was. You know, we, had, we, we asked Alexa the hard questions, you know. So, but we had a moment this past week that was truly a God thing. Um, I don't remember what I asked Alexa. But I was like, Alexa. Da, 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 da. And I don't remember what, I'm trying to remember what I asked her. But what happened was she somehow heard, Alexa, read this book. We're reading a book as our staff right now, wonderful book called uh, Wisdom Distilled from the Daily by Sister Joan Chittister. If you're looking for a spiritual writer to read, I cannot recommend Sister Joan Chittister more highly. We're reading a great book of hers. And so sometimes with Amazon, when you buy a book, you get the digital audio book or whatever. So when I said, Alexa, da-da-da-da-da, Alexa then began to read this book. And here's what was awesome. Alexa talks like this. This is Alexa's voice. And so you have Alexa reading this deeply spiritual book. We find our completeness in Jesus Christ. And only, you know, just reading these deeply spiritual things in her monotone computer, computer voice. And for some reason, that just made us all laugh. Like we just started laughing. And Holly laughed the most. And what's wonderful about my wife is when she's really tired and starts laughing, she can't stop. So guess what I then did for the rest of the night? Hey, Alexa, da-da-da-da-da. And she would start reading again, and Holly would start laughing, and then I would start laughing, and it was just awesome. Like, we were all laughing. But Holly said the funniest thing was I would go, Alexa, da-da-da-da-da, and she said, Andy, you would get this look of anticipation upon your face because <laughs> you knew what was fixed to start happening. I was fixed to start laughing and you were going to laugh at me. And it was just going to be like, so she, so like one time I said, Alexa, da, 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 da. And she didn't read. I'm like, what? Come on. How am I going to laugh at my wife if you don't read the book? So joy is a wonderful thing. It is good to laugh. It is good to experience joy. And I thought about that look she described of my face, this look of anticipation, this look of, 
oh, I know what's fixing to happen, and I'm going to laugh. And so I just had this look of anticipation on my face, like something good was fixing to happen. Something joyful. Joy is a powerful thing. Joy is a holy thing. C.S. Lewis wrote a great book I'd recommend to you called Surprised by Joy. Uh, C.S. Lewis talks about how we spend most of our life chasing after joy. We, we, we try everything in, in our life and in our world to find joy. We try to find joy in our careers, in our children, in our, in our work, in our wealth, in our money, and whatever. We spend so much of our life trying to find and chase after joy and it's so fleeting, isn't it? We'll, we'll find moments of happiness. Find moments of contentment. Moments of purpose. But so rarely do we find joy. Because joy is something that doesn't come from within us, but joy is external. Joy is actually a gift given to us. So Lewis details in this book his search for joy. And then it's kind of a play on words because Lewis later in his life marries a woman by the name of Joy. And he says he found joy in God first. And then he found joy in joy. Then she died of cancer. And that then led him to write another wonderful book called A Grief Observed where he reflects upon the grief that he experienced in losing his wife. Joy is a powerful thing. And we spend so much of our life, so much of our energy, so much of our efforts seeking to find joy. Look at Paul today in this text. I love, I love the text we read. Paul says this. I love how Paul details this early on in the text when he says, he says, uh, if anyone has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, his parents were part of the old covenant, part of the law. His parents had him brought up the right way, if you will. They took him to the synagogue or the temple and had him circumcised, circumcised on the right day, eighth day. A member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, Paul knew what, which one of the 12 tribes he was from. Not many Jews back then knew what 12 tri- which one of the tribes they were from. With all the things that had happened in the world, many of them had lost their identity in the tribe that they were from. So Paul's saying, hey, you know, I was circumcised at the right moment. I was a Benjamite. I knew what tribe I was from. I was a Hebrew born of Hebrews. Uh, as to the law, a Pharisee. I, I, I was trained in the law. 
As to zeal and passion, I persecuted the church. When Paul was converted on the Damascus Road, he was going to persecute the church. As to righteousness under the law, blameless. Paul's saying, if anybody has any reason to put stock in their works or what they've done, I do. A friend of mine said, he who does not toot his own horn has a horn that remains untooted. Paul's putting on the chapstick. And he's fixed start tooting. He says, if anybody's got a reason to brag about how good they are, I do. Look at all that I've done. From my family, to my education, to my works, to my zeal, to everything. If anybody has any reason to start tooting, it's me. I got the reason. Yeah, what does he say? Whatever gains I have, I count as loss. I count as loss when compared to knowing Jesus Christ. To, to, to be known in Christ and to know Christ. Whatever, all this stuff back here, all this stuff that used to define me, all this stuff that was me, all this stuff that really I thought made me who I was. All these things that defined everything about me, my religion and my, my zeal and my righteousness and all this stuff back here, I thought that really made me who I was. No. No. They're worthless. They're worthless. When compared to knowing Jesus, they're worthless. I like to, when I read the Bible, or read a book of literature, try to, I don't know if I'm projecting emotion onto the writer, but sometimes when I read things, I feel emotion behind the words. So like when Paul says this, when Paul says this in verse 10, well, I'll start with verse nine. Verse nine, he says, and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own, that comes from the law, but that comes through faith in Christ. Listen to what he says in 10. I can almost hear Paul longing. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in death, if somehow I may obtain eternal life. I can almost hear Paul pleading, I want to I know Jesus. I want to know his life and his grace and his peace. I, I want to know that joy, not the joy that comes from human stuff or stuff that we think so important, but joy that comes from knowing that we are loved by God. Paul says, not that I've already attained it. I'm, I'm not there to use Methodist terminology. I'm not entirely sanctified. I got a lot of stuff still yet to figure out, but I want to know Jesus. Because all this stuff, all this stuff I've strived for, all this stuff I've worked for, all this stuff I've poured myself out for, all this stuff that I thought defined me, all this stuff that was there. No. No. It doesn't matter a bit when comparing to know Jesus. It is as but rubbish, trash, 
worthless when compared to knowing Jesus. When was the last time you felt joy? When was the last time you felt joy? That joy that comes only from God, from knowing this. You are his beloved. We've put so much of our stock and so much into our efforts and all of our stuff. And and, and we define ourselves by so many things other than this. You are his beloved. No matter where you find yourself, no matter who you are, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter anything in life that's happening in your life right now, you are his beloved. And he delights in you as you are right now. Not as you might be one day, not when you get it all figured out one day, or not when everything's perfect, or not when all the fights are fought and the wars are won or whatever is happening. But right now, in this moment, you are loved. You are loved. And your joy will never come from anywhere but that. Our God right now delights in you as you are. Now we're not done with the journey. We still got more walking to do. We hadn't quite arrived at where the Lord wants us to be. But he loves you. Don't ever forget that. He loves you. You were made for joy. You were made for peace. You were made for life. You were made for him. Today, have you found your joy in Jesus Christ? As the psalmist says, O Lord, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Or as I heard somebody say, Lord, save us from sour-faced saints. Lord, restore our joy. You are his beloved as you are right now. Never forget that. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your love which knows no end. We thank you for your joy. May we live in your love today and always. We love you so much. We ask it in Jesus' sweet and holy name. Amen. Our closing and invitational hymn will be hymn number 462. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Perhaps you've never made the decision to put your full faith in Jesus Christ and find your joy in him. Today is the day to do that. Perhaps you've lost that joy. And you want to recapture it. You want to refine it and restore it. Today is the day to recapture your joy in Jesus Christ. Perhaps you'd like to learn more about joining our church. I would love to talk to you about how you can become a member of St. Matthew's. Perhaps you just need to come pray. The altar is open. But this morning, during our final song, the altar is open. Won't you come?
Jesus.